the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, one and all. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, petro.com it is right now it is uh 1206 on this thursday october 28th i want to um i have empathy i feel terrible i know there's actually still a number of people that do not have power because of that uh, nor'easter so um i received some nice uh messages from people saying that their family members did not have power but they were listening to the program through the radio and so uh, thank you for that folks try to get, get you up to speed i I would only hope the weather is calm, that National Grid can get out there wherever you are, your neighborhood, and uh, start to repair some of this, uh, the power. I mean, there were some trees that was terrible, terrible damage with the snow research. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's Dunwood Garden Center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Family-run, shop local, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Now listen, decorate your home for Halloween. It's coming up Sunday night. They have a wonderful uh, selection of pumpkins and straw and sugar pumpkins and gourds, fall decorations, and so much more. You know, with all this rain, this is a great time to uh, continue to have your landscaping take off. And they have screen loom, crushed stone, mulch still available. Uh, gift certificates are available. Folks, stop in and see them today. It's PR, Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And also, look for them on Facebook. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's Juan. Uh, I want to say welcome into everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. If you find the page, it's Sean DePietro Show. You can comment with other individuals. You can watch the show. As many people know, we go live last night. Again, uh, it, it did not prove, I don't know exactly what's happening, but we did get a tip that another one of those flights was going to be coming in to Quonset. So we were at Quonset. Now, again, we can't be there all the time. So I do depend on some people that live uh, in and around near Quonset. We know the planes were coming this past summer and delivering people. And by the way, this is not unique to Rhode Island. This has been going on in different parts of the country, really all over the country, uh, under the Biden administration. But um so it got late, and then we were monitoring the situation. Now, I have no idea. If they came in at 2.30 in the morning, I haven't heard from anyone that lives around there. It's also a little bit different. Um, this time of year, a lot of people, you know, had tend to have the windows shut, where in the summertime, people had their windows open, so people that live near Quonset could hear the, the flights uh, arriving late at night and delivering these people with the chartered buses. So uh, we are going to monitor it, but although... You know, something is up because a number of Afghan refugees were supposed to arrive tonight, and now they're not arriving until next week. So that's been delayed. So, and there's so much to, oh, isn't this fantastic? And <clears throat> I'm going to touch on that in just a moment. But folks, if you haven't seen it yet, check out the website, petro.com. We have unique stories up. And don't forget, petro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. So whether it is <clears throat> watching the World Series or watching the NFL, they have the NFL ticket, 
So those of you that either, a lot of people, you know, place wages on the games or fantasy football, stop it and see them. Dana, they run a great, great place, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, where they also, as I said, they have the NFL ticket, and then they also do karaoke on Fridays and uh, Saturdays, and they, and they also have uh, food sometimes on the weekend. Stop it and see them, End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. So now, as far as the Afghan refugees, folks, there's some... Um, you know, it's not your imagination. There, there are members of the media that, that are excited about this. And it, it should also be, like, look at the way this is laid out. The first people to arrive, Afghan refugees coming to Rhode Island. The first ones that are going to be arriving. And they have floated out this picture of this man. And he apparently was a translator. And there's a, a member of the media that interviewed him that said, I'm so excited for him and his family to come here. So, of course, they're the first wave. And they release a photo of this man with his two daughters. Of course, they're cute little kids. And you think, oh, yeah, isn't that terrific? Except uh, the number of refugees from Afghanistan that are going to be arriving in the area. This is going to go, be going on at least until March every week. So the media is not going to keep covering it. My point is, notice by design, they released the photo of this man with his two young daughters. But you're not seeing and probably won't see the fact when there's going to be a lot of young men. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's already been talk, folks. I think many of you know that pay attention to the program. Um, there's certainly Rhode Island has raised its hand, send us as many uh, whatever we want to call them, right? Refugees, uh, undocumented, illegal. We, we are, Rhode Island is at the, the, the top of the, you know, they raise, our state leaders raise their hand saying, send them all to us. So it's not a matter of who's going to pay for it. Look in the mirror if you're wondering who's going to pay for it. And I, I'll just say right now at 12 minutes past 12 on this Thursday, I, I just, um, I think the priorities in the state, are ju- I just think they're so off. Because I, by the way, I recognize that if you step forward, like I, and say, you know, I, I, why do the Haitians have to come to Rhode Island, right? Why are they being flown into Rhode Island? Why are all these Afghan refugees coming to Rhode Island? Um, th- there's a great piece in uh, the Boston Globe, folks. The Rhode Island education numbers have absolutely gone off a clip. Cliff, uh, it is, uh, as Dan McGowan writes, a rock bottom moment for education in Rhode Island. He said, he writes, you want to see scores? Start with 13 to 9. 13 elementary middle schools in Rhode Island. Fewer than 10% of students were proficient in English during the 2021 school year. Now, proficient means that you can do the work at that grade level. So if you're in fourth grade, it means you can do the work of a fourth grader. If you're in eighth grade, you can do the work of an eighth grader. 13 elementary middle schools, Rhode Island, fewer than 10% of the students can do the work of their assigned grade level. There were only nine schools in the state. Proficiency rates were above 70%. Here's another one. He has 20, 29 to 1. 29 schools, Providence, Central Falls, Pawtucket, Cranston, West Warwick, Winsocket. 95% of the students cannot perform math at their grade level. 95%. One school 
in Barrington posted a proficiency rate above 70%. So in Central Falls is so low, they don't even count the math. That's how, how bad it is. So my point is, all we talk about, folks, look at and just step back for a moment. All the talk about critical race theory, all the talk about equity, all the talk about we have to address is systemic racism. How about Governor Gina Raimondo? Rhode Island's number one in distance learning is if any of that were true. You know, I can't believe and think of, you know, everything about distance learning and they still did distance learning. <clears throat> they have no one to blame but themselves. Now, I recognize Rhode Island sees steep decline in math, English. Um, I understand that this is actually around the country. And this has been another example where in-person learning, there's no substitute for in-person learning. You know, but they also don't get into the fact that in Providence, they cut the number of people that are supposed to check on truancy, students involved with truancy. Why is there all of this focus on critical race theory, on all of these books that try to teach young children that if they are confused about their gender, you know, if you're, uh, I saw a good piece where uh, someone wrote when she was little, she put that she didn't feel like, quote, a girly girl. And now, my God, now if you said that or somebody voiced that in school, she's an adult now. And she said, you know, it's just a phase. But now if you're a tomboy or if you say, you know, I, I don't feel like a girly girl. Well, now in the schools, the public schools, well, that's because you're not you're in your right gender. <clears throat> you're probably attracted to other girls. And there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, you are. You could be attracted. I mean, there's such a focus on that as opposed to why don't we just get the kids able to read and write and do basic math. And folks, I want to be very clear. The numbers are so appalling. It's not a matter of doing the work at that grade level. The, the majority of the kids that are in eighth grade can't do eighth grade math. The majority of the kids that are in eighth grade can't read an eighth grade level. That doesn't, that doesn't like get solved overnight. That gets progressively worse. You know, and it goes back to what I've said. All of this talk about we're going to make CCRI, you know, Ramundo, the Rhode Island promise, free tuition at CCRI. What good is that if they are in 11th grade or 10th grade or pick a grade and they can't even do the work at that grade level. And what's the solution? Let's bring in more people that don't speak English. Yeah, because that's really going to benefit the kids in the schools. Folks, do you see the correlation when you flood the public schools? What is so rotten is how little and disrespect our elected leaders have towards traditional American English-speaking families. <clears throat> They're in such a hurry to flood the schools with illegals, flood the schools with people from other countries, flood the schools with people that don't speak English. How much learning is going on in the classroom if every week new kids are arriving who don't understand English? <clears throat> and it's obviously disruptive. And it's an terrible distraction to the rest of the kids in the school. Yet... You know, and they stand there with a straight face. 
and say, oh, no, you know, it's there's plenty of room, plenty of room for all the we'll take as many as you can give us. Because in their mind, the most important thing is for Cicilline and Langevin to have jobs. You know, if you're a parent in any of those school districts that I mentioned, it is it is a crime what has been perpetrated on the residents. Now, we're going to talk to Terry Gorman in just a moment about the uh, Afghan refugees that are coming. And this is going to be a huge wave. And, folks, you know, there are people, when you place, they are now getting ready for in the city of Providence that they expect that there's going to be, you know, huge amounts of streets set up, <clears throat> that a lot of these, these people have not been vetted. Uh, they could be extremists, certainly could be terror cells. The, the Biden presidency is almost, you know, daring our, the terrorists to, to have another attack and strike. And you really have to wonder about some of the progressives. It's really the enemy from within. They want to flood the state with non-English speaking people who don't have an allegiance to the country. They don't. Now, before we get on Terry Gorman, folks, I want to remind you, you know, I have um, I am so impressed by the CBD store in Warwick, 1845 Post Road Warwick, right off of 95 across from Airport Plaza. Stop in. Michael told me about these CBD drops, all natural hemp and CBD products. Folks, it's all legal. It's all natural. But that I started to give young Rumsfeld and it's made a huge difference in my little dog's life. <clears throat> where now he can bound up the back stairs onto the deck. Stop it and see them, if not for yourself, although people go in and you can get at CBD or hemp to fight stress, anxiety, sleep, pain, or seizure, or especially for your pet. And remember, it's 25% off if you mention the John DePietro Show. It's worth a ride. The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick, right across Mayport Plaza, and you can find them on Facebook. So, folks, let's get uh, Terry Gorman on the line. And uh, Terry, again, uh, brings up some very valid points. These um, these Afghan refugees that the state and, and, and members of the media, like, excited, isn't this great? You know, they have no interest in covering just regular Americans, taxpayers, anything like that. The The attraction is all on people from other countries. Maybe they feel that it's just different, but, you know, Rhode Island is certainly not safeguarded this way. Uh, who knows where these people are going to... There he is. Folks, joining us right now is the head of Ryle, and that's our friend Terry Gorman. Now, Terry... The Afghans that are set to start arriving, I guess now it's delayed. They're not arriving till next week. But, Terry, I'm hearing now that this is going to be going on. We're going to have refugees from Afghanistan or that part of the world. Uh, they're going to be flowing in at least to Rhode Island through March. But there's no guarantee it's to, it stops in March. No, no, there isn't, John. And uh, unfortunately... You're right about them coming in, but the part that irritates me the most is our governor is inviting them. Yes, yes, he, that's right. He, he came out and said he was willing to accept 150 Afghan refugees. Yep. So, okay, we're going to get 150 refugees, whatever. Now, now... Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, now it's uh, 250 and, and, John, the, the ramifications of it all, people don't understand. 
that first family that's coming here, they might be the nicest people. I mean, I'm sure the guy was an interpreter for us. Right. You know, he deserves a break. But he's got four children. Yeah. Now, where are those four children going to go to school? Huh. Now, all of a sudden, do we have to have an Afghan? Yes. Uh, Good point. teacher? That's right. For all the schools? Yeah. And where are they going to go? Are they going to go all across the state of Rhode Island? Or are they just going to go to Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls? You know, and they're going into school systems that that are failing when well, they go in there. Terribly. It's only going to make it worse. That's right, Terry. And not only it's that, only Terry, make it worse. they say one fit. You know, listen, what is the real number? I mean... What happens if they, they, it, it turns out to be, you know, 1,050 or two? There's no way to then track this or stop it. And, of course, the first family they put forward for the media is the picture of the man and his smiling young children. He's interpreter. But, Terry, after that, there's no safeguards. We don't know who we're getting. We don't know if these are people from Syria. Uh, look exactly. at the numbers, right? And, who's as you say, who's paying for all this? I mean, this yep. is... Yep. The, the school system in Rhode Island right now is rock bottom, one of the worst public schools in uh, uh, statistics in the nation. And now they're going to add in more people that don't speak English. Yep, yep. They, they, just a statistic in the Globe, John, you must have seen it, that 20, 29 schools in Rhode Island, yep. that less than 20% of the kids are uh, uh, proficient. proficient. Yeah, it, it ain't proficient, somewhat proficient. That's the standard. Somewhat yes. proficient. Yeah, and just you know, so people I mean, understand, that, Terry, what that means is that means if you're in eighth grade, proficient means you can do the work of an eighth grader. So what that really translates to, whatever the grade is, whether it's, I believe they test in fourth grade, eighth grade, but they're unable to do the work of that grade level. Now some of them could be at a sixth grade level, some of them could be at a seventh grade level, some of them yeah. could be at a, a fourth grade level, but there's 90% of them cannot do the work of their grade, which would be, in this case, like an eighth grader. Yep, yep. And do you remember, John, Susan Lucy, when she was the superintendent yes. of the schools? Yeah. She, she made a statement, the biggest problem in Providence school system was the, the large number of students in the, in the ninth grade only able to function at a fifth grade level. That's right. Yes. That was in the Providence Journal. That's right. Like, you know, I mean, so, so all of these kids, it's only going to make the, the situation worse. Yeah. If we add more, more non-English speaking yeah. students yeah. to all of these, to all of these schools. And John, look at, look at the other things. I, I, I told you before, it irritates me to no end that this is getting spun like, you know, the, oh, yeah. the TV stations are putting it on. They look at these poor families, blah, blah, blah. They, Channel 12 had the uh, three Did you see that, the Haitian thing, Terry? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Now, first of all, how do they dictate that they don't want their names, sh their faces shown? Like, who are they to make demands like that? That's number one. Number two, Terry, they're talking about there are gangs in Haiti. There was an earthquake in Haiti. Terry, these people left Haiti in 2013. They were in Peru. Yeah. They were in Mexico. Why do they have to come to, but they had an address in Rhode Island. So what happens? Yes. They And Terry, those are the people, you and I were right, they flew them into Quonset. So we yeah. weren't wrong. That's how they got here. They were flown into Quonset. Yeah. And, and John, it, it, the guy the guy that's in charge of that new bridge is, he's, he's, you know, he called them refugees. And that's what I was going to say. 
the media here now calls those people refugees. They're illegal aliens. Yes. They're hiding in Providence because they're afraid they're going to get deported. Where are they hiding in Providence? If that goes, if that guy knows there's 60 to 70 of them in Providence, and how, if 60 or 70, is he telling the truth? Is that 60 or 70, or is it 170 or 270? Yeah. And all of those people, all of those people, that I'm sure there must be families that they have kids that have to go to school. And that, that one pregnant woman they interviewed. Yeah. I mean, the, oh my God, the poor pregnant woman. She came here illegally across the border. And Biden, unfortunately, sent them, she happened to let her come here. Now, we're responsible for her. I don't know how far along she is in her pregnancy. But when she has the baby, the baby's going to be a U.S. citizen. That's right. But, Terry, let's just go back to this Channel 12 report. Notice they don't report how they arrived in Rhode Island because they don't want to acknowledge they've flown into the dead of the night in Quonset. They don't say who's paying for it. And, you know, Terry, there was a period of time years ago where investigative news would have uncovered that these people are here, who's paying for it, how many. But instead... They protect them, hide them. You know, I reached out and I know that they were saying like they they won't reveal where they are. Like it's so backwards now with the media used to expose where they were. Now they run cover for them and they're doing, you know, because I'm trying to determine where they are, who's paying for it, how many of them are there. Uh, I heard there's more than one location. There's just that number at that location. Like, I, who's who's guarding them? I've heard the National Guard is involved. Oh Members of the media, Terry, are working with these groups to yeah. to hide the story instead of exposing the story. Right, and and they're they're the hearts and flowers people. They're the bleeding hearts. Yes, that are, that want us to to feel sorry and feel bad for all these people. Yes. You know, John, in Haiti, they still practice voodoo in Haiti. They just Some lady put an article on there that uh, about how voodoo is practiced in Haiti. I can't, I can't believe these things. But one of the big things, John, is the people from Haiti, they're illegal aliens. Well, if we refer to them as refugees, yep. and they're given that refugee status, that's a whole other ballgame. It is. That's right. We're... we're you won't believe that. I mean, you, you have to look it up yourself, but I because I can't. I get too shook up about but it. But you're right. That's by so design. They're describing them. them as refugees. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Suddenly, yeah, everybody's they, Tom Petty all of a sudden with the refugees. So yeah, when when they're refugees, John, we're responsible for them for the first seven months that they're here for yeah. everything. Yeah. For housing, for medical, for food, for clothes, for furniture. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Right. We're responsible for them for the first seven months they're here. Yeah. So how many of them are there and how much how much is it coming out of the taxpayer's dollar? It, it, you know, how many taxpayer dollars is it costing? It's it's absolutely, absolutely positively ridiculous. Yeah. And I think, John, I think they're lying about the numbers. Oh, yeah. I really no, definitely. Do. Why would I, they not, Terry? They lie about everything else. You know, I want to just, and again, folks, we're speaking with Terry Gorman of Ryle. You know, Terry, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I just, this, just, it was about two months ago, a um, first responder, a firefighter in Providence told me a story that they got called because a smoke alarm went off at a, uh, you know, a nursing home or some assisted living. And you know what it was, was it was um, 
one of the residents was either like abrupt or one of the workers there, two of them are from Haiti. And one of the uh, residents or patients, what have you, the workers felt that she was mean to them. So the reason the fire department got over there was so they they took a picture of the woman, I guess, out of her room. And they were burning it and putting a voodoo curse on her, and it set off the smoke alarm. <laughs> now, we laugh, but these are the I type know, of people that they're bringing in, that they were doing a voodoo curse on this woman that was, like, short. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what happened, but then they, they got them to confess that they were the ones that set the fire and it set off the smoke alarm. But, Terry, not only that, you know, no one in the local meter do they even highlight <clears throat> That there were two Afghans recently arrested that where they were being kept, they escaped off the base and they they raped some young girls yeah. that lived in neighborhoods yeah. right near there. They have completely yeah. distorted views of, of girls and women. And here yeah. you have, you know, everyone, oh, this is fantastic. And Rhode Island's got to welcome them in and they deserve free housing and free gift cards. And let's roll out the red carpet. And meanwhile, Terry, the regular taxpayer and the kids of Rhode Island, public school children, their their educations are completely, you know, going down, going down the drain. Yeah, John, every, I said this to someone yesterday, every gain that those illegal aliens and refugees get is a loss for an American citizen. That's right. It is a loss for, uh, for citizens. And it's just I don't know. It's beyond the pale. You, you can't. You can't make it up, John. Some some of the things that are go, that are going on. I I don't know. I don't know where we're headed. And when you when you say, you know, it's already a crisis, John. When, when Doctor Fine, remember the last time we talked, I told you this. Doctor Fine had an article in the paper where he said cities like Central Falls, Pawtucket, Woonsocket, and Providence that have Dense populations, three family homes now contain six to nine families. Yep, six, six to nine, nine families. Yeah, so that's what that's where these people are going to go. That's right. They're going to go somewhere where two two families are living in one apartment, and now they're going to add a third family to that apartment. That's right. And it, I mean, it only stands to reason because we have there's two hundred plus. People living on the streets in Rhode Island, 200 plus. There's 700 people on a waiting list for shelters. Yep. Those are Americans and veterans and American families. And now we're going to bring in all these extra people. And you know, sure as my name is Terry Gorman, that they're going to get preferential treatment over those Americans that are living in the street and on the waiting list. That's right. We're going to give because of the because of all the do-gooders and something that people might not think of, John. Dorcas International get paid to do what they do. They are. That is exactly they right. They get paid to yep. do what they do. So yes. the more refugees that they can get brought in, the more money Dorcas International makes, and they still are crying for donations and all that stuff all the time. Yep. Just like the Catholic Diocese of Providence, all of these big. Time organizations, nine giant organizations across the country that have their fingers out everywhere that bring in that that make billions of dollars on refugees every year in the United States. Yeah, it's an industry. It is, Terry. And, <coughs> and, and 
it, and people don't realize it. And you know, that's why I, say, I feel so bad for the, oh, those poor people. God. They're, being, they're being taken advantage of, and it's just like everything else. The, the rich are getting richer off it. Yeah. Now, Terry, I refer to them as the new voters because that's what they really are. The value is uh, Rhode Island's welcoming new voters to come into the system. You know, Terry, I haven't watched it yet, but Channel 12 has a full piece. Housing hurdles. Why finding a place to rent in Rhode Island is out of reach for many. You know, Terry, I haven't watched it, but I'm willing to bet that they won't even mention that a lot of the low-income housing units in parts of Providence or Pawtucket or Central Falls, they years ago... Uh, you know, people could get an inexpensive apartment that those places are now filled with illegals. And so that's yeah. why, and, and I, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm willing to bet that they don't even mention that as one of the reasons why there's no low-income housing. When you have nine people on the first floor of an apartment in Providence, you know, those nine people from Guatemala, they can afford the rent of Whatever it is, twelve hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars. So exactly, they all chip in. They all yep. chip in, and they, 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 the media, they, they don't even. I haven't watched it, but I'm willing to bet they won't even mention that. And that is, no. how do you not mention that that is one of the reasons why you don't have all these, you know, places to rent to? And I hear that from from yeah. landlords, and and let's face it, a lot of those landlords, they they don't care as long as they get the cash. As long as they, you know, they charge whatever, yeah, they they really they don't, don't care. Fire to the place, right? It, they don't okay. really care. Yeah. Although that that can you know, happen. A lady, a lady called in. And I'm not sure if it was your show, but but maybe eight years ago, and she was from Guatemala herself. She came here the right way. She became a U.S. citizen, and she was complaining about the things that were going on in her neighborhood in Providence. Yep. And what she said was that they get like ten people. Ten men to come here from Guatemala. They all get together, do it just what you just said. They rent an apartment. There's ten people share the rent. They they barely feed themselves. They feed themselves enough so they can work as many hours as they can work. They go to food pantries. They go to soup kitchens. They go everywhere. The money that they make is all sent back to Guatemala. That's right. And, and she said... All they have to do, and this is the system they have, all they have to do is work here for 10 years and they send enough money back to Guatemala so they can go back to Guatemala to their wife and their family and live like kings. That's and right. She so had stories about people buying grocery stores in Guatemala, yep. a, a wife buying a farm in Guatemala, and then her husband moves back here, there after 10 years. And that, John, that's a long time ago. And it's only gotten worse. Oh, yeah. And and it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it, talk about beating a dead horse. There's so few voices speaking up about this, John. Thank you so much. For no, definitely. This, and, this Terry, if you, go to, if you go to Cranston Street on a Friday, late Friday afternoon, that's where you see all these places set up where people can wire money back to different countries. And the line is out the door because they've yeah, all been yeah. paid in cash. All that money is then being uh, filtered out of the state and certainly out of the country. But Terry, before I let you go, and again, folks, so speak with Terry Gorman. I want to come back to I want to come back to you mentioning the way that the Haitians, those people on Channel Twelve, were portrayed as Haitian refugees. Now they left yeah. Haiti in 2013, and they were living yeah. in Peru, and they were safe in yeah. Peru or in Mexico, but. They purposely use the term refugee because that makes you eligible to then seek asylum 
and so forth. But, Terry, with all the violence right now, it would be as if someone left, you know, South Providence and Silver Lake and they moved somewhere to Massachusetts and said, I'm a refugee from Providence. I need asylum. You know, there's shootings in the street and it's dangerous. I mean, come on. Like, this is they're not. They they left Haiti. They wanted a better life, which is fine. But why do we have to take them in Rhode Island? That's the part that no one will answer. John, it's funny that you mentioned that people from Massachusetts are doing that right now, coming here to Rhode Island at, when their welfare runs out to get on welfare yes, in Rhode Island. That's right. And, and, and listen, uh, just my last thing. When you said about the, the remittances, people sending money back to Guatemala yeah. and El Salvador and all yep. places. In 2012, in Rhode Island alone, there were $131 million in remittances sent to Latin America alone. Wow. $131 million taken directly out of Rhode Island's economy and sent to to Latin America. Wow. I mean, and anybody can research that. They can look it up and say, you know, but it's, I mean, $131 million. What could they do with $131 million? That's right. How many many people could they get off the street? Yeah. and why isn't something more being done about that? Why isn't there a whole force going down and and getting the people and putting them somewhere? I don't have to care if they have to put them in the armory or something. Get them off the street so 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 at least that burden is taken off them. Yeah. And then figure something out while they're in while they're in those places. And the people that don't want to get shelter, too bad about them. If they find them out under a bridge somewhere, if they refuse all the help and they want to stay on the street then they're on their own yeah but it's i, I hate to talk like that but, no but it's it, true but, but terry <laughs> hey terry one more thing i did remember and that was when when i was on hcj i had this woman from haiti on the program and not only was she here illegally her parents were staying with her and she had to keep the thermostat at 85 because they felt yeah. Rhode island was so cold <laughs> yeah but they yep. got free heating oil from one of those groups that's supposed to be providing it to the needy. So you think yes. of the regular Rhode Islander, maybe keeps the thermostat 68, maybe 70. These people, yes. they keep it at 85, and then they're not even paying for it. It's yeah, all, that was the famous woman that I said, you know, why did you come here? And she said, for freedom. I said, yeah. for freedom. And she said, yeah, everything is free. That's their <laughs> idea of what freedom is, is, yeah, freedom. Yeah. Everything's free. Listen, folks, yeah. he is yeah. the head of Ryle, Terry Gorman. Terry, good to talk to you. Thank you you and I keep up the fight, and I'll talk to you again. Thank you. All right, folks, there he is, our friend Terry Gorman, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, this portion of the program, speaking of heating, is brought by Ari. It's Coogan Heating and Oil. Call them today. 24 Emergency Service. Gas boiler, oil burner. It's Coogs. Call them 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. For RE, it's Coogan and Heating. 24 Emergency Service. Also, plumbing, whether it is for a hot water tank, call RE Coogan Heating today. Helpful trustworthy, reliable. Remember what Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, right now at 1241, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, all of this, I was mentioning this last hour. By the way, check the website. 
we have some original, unique stories. It is incredible. There are members of the media folks, and all they do is they rip off other people's work. We don't do that. You see original stories, uh, original video. We go right there on the scene. And don't forget to Petro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Comfort, food, cocktails, pop it and see Shane and Company, winner of several uh, Best of Rhode Island Monthly Awards, Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Delicious food, great drinks, and a great crowd. And you don't have to go, um, uh, you know, crazy with the amount of money that you would spend there and so forth. But um, I, I did want to make mention of you don't, you just don't hear anything about rewarding people that so many of you continue to work hard and and, you know, the pandemic has been hard on everyone. It has been. But there never seems to be, let's do something for the families. Let's do something for people. And at 1242, I want to mention this to you on this Thursday. Because you don't, you don't hear people, at least in elected office in our area, they, they never want to seemingly take care of just regular Americans, Rhode Islanders, taxpayers. You know, maybe you grew up in the state. Maybe you were trying to have a job in the state. You're trying to raise a family. Your parents are here. You're trying to raise your children. It's not easy. And everything, all the people in political office, they all seem to want to, you know, they all kind of seem to try to appeal to all the fringe groups. You know, if you are Caucasian, if you are, can I even say it, straight, right? Like a white, straight male or female, and you want to just have a normal type of job and raise your children and have it that you go over and see your parents and try to take care of your family, they're so much more concerned about foreigners, illegals, you know, refugees. It's either the Haitians or then it's the Af- Afghans. You know, bend over backwards for Black Lives Matter. Bend over backwards for the trans crowd. What about just the normal, per- like that's unappealing to them. But I'm looking at some different headlines in the Providence Journal. Rhode Island can't find replacements for unvaccinated healthcare workers. You know, that crowd, those people, the frontline workers that have now been out of work, basically, since October 1st. We've covered a lot of it. The way they're portrayed as dangerous and selfish and they must be Trump people and they're the uh, anti-vax crowd and blah, blah, blah. You know, they should hold firm. Can't find replacements for unvaccinated healthcare workers. That was not thought out. How about this headline? Rhode Island colleges scramble to keep dining halls staffed. You know, it's one thing to say, we're going to have a mandate. If you want to work there, blah, blah, blah. Has there been a bad pandemic of college students in the hospital? No. They have misled the public on the effect of uh, young people. They've misled the public. Think of last August as I covered those protests, the selfishness of, you know, the public school teachers making out the wills. And and I can't teach if I'm in the grave. And, 
you know, you give us the number. What's the acceptable number in your mind for number of kids that are going to die and blah, blah. And they're nuts. And it's the progressive far left. And they're, you, you can't even have a conversation with them. But everything is built on, you know, look in the city of Providence. Mayor Alorza, we're going to have, you know, a fund of reparations for people that choose not to work or for families that have been mistreated because in 1694, a slave ship pulled up to Newport. So we're going to pay people every, you know, it's such like trying to dictate to that crowd. Nothing on let's help the local business owner. There's no attention paid to, you know, let's try to help out people that are trying to do the right thing. There's such a focal point. And, and, and you know, as I've said in the past, you've had members of the media that have said, and I talk about this, the tweet of, well, it's just Dr. Scott and I holding down. This was a female reporter. It's just Dr. Scott. And I holding down the fort here at this briefing amongst this sea of men. See, gender everything. Gender trumps all. That reporter viewed herself as her and Dr. Scott. We're the only women here amongst all these men. And we're tired of the men and blah, blah. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Right? What are we talking about? Brian Crandall is a good reporter for Channel 10. Brian Crandall was assigned by Channel 10. Go cover the briefing. Why are you taking it out on Brian Crandall of Channel 10? Ah, the gender wars. And Ramundo could never get enough of it. Every day I'm inspired by these young girls that say, I never thought a woman could be governor in Rhode Island with all these men and the women. God, they're so angry. And then, of course... What does Governor McKee do? Well, the least we could do is pick the first Latina, Sabina Matos, and blah, blah, blah. And then when they get together, it's like, you know, backslapping. Rhode Island is number one. Listen, stop. We're not number one in anything. We don't have to be number one in anything. Why don't you just focus on being competitive in New England? Stop taking in all these people from Haiti. Why are we taking in these people from Afghanistan. Well, you know, the media, this is so exciting. We're taking in these Afghan refugees. <laughs> I mean, do they care that the average public school student in the state cannot do the work of their grade level? Do they even care about that? And is there any blowback? You know, that's one thing I will say about the former governor. Governor Raimondo, who said the teachers in Pawtucket of work threw in the towel, wouldn't even go back in school. But then, you know, gave them extra time. And then they didn't start school till mid-September. And then they broke. And then as soon as November hit, they barely went back. It was like a month of in-person. And then the rest was all just distance learning. And, folks, there were warning signs. The number of kids that would sign on in the beginning, boom, and then sign off. There was no learning. So what do they want to do? Let's bring more illegals into the system. Because the regular Americans, as if there's something wrong with that, the regular American kids can barely do if actually, you know, they can't. They're not even doing grade level work. They're not. And I'll also say this, by the way. And folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by, don't forget, 
at the website, dipedro.com. One of our sponsors is Brood Awakenings. I love Brood Awakenings. I pop in there all the time. There's a location near you, two in Johnston, the brand new one in Providence. Also, you have the one on Bald Hill Road in Warwick and also in Cranston. Uh, I have so many meetings. People want to meet with me. I always say meet me at Brood Awakenings. Folks, fresh food. Stop in. Local business. Support them. Stop in if you've never popped in or go to the drive-thru at both the uh, Johnston location and the work location. Brood Awakenings. Fresh, delicious food. And it's just enjoyable. And it's so much better than some of the other so-called competitors. Stop in and see them at Brood Awakenings. But um, I think it's... um, I think... And no one... You know, one thing I will say about Governor Mundo, she was fighting to try to get the teachers in the classroom. And she she paid for it in some ways because the teachers union then took her to task and kind of, you know, blackmarked her in a way um, with the for a period of time anyway with the Biden administration. But Governor McKee came in, boom, right away, deal with the Providence teachers. You know, it doesn't even matter. Whether or not the kids are learning, what they just don't want is, quote, labor unrest. It's all about the next election. But you don't hear anyone. Look at what's going on right now. And I know that a lot of the media is not focusing on this. But, folks, the the governor's race in Virginia could be decided on education. I repeat, the governor's race in Virginia could be decided on education and parents awake and paying attention to what's being taught in the classroom. And, you know, I would hope that that would spread. Because I'll tell you, folks, what is unfair is the public school system in the state. And I say this at 1251. You have to step back. The public school experiment in the state of Rhode Island has failed. Now, Massachusetts, it's far better. Far, far better. But it has failed. You know, there are other parts of the country, if you have a failing school, a charter school, boom, is allowed to operate right there. So at least then there's an option. And Rhode Island should open it up to allow more charter schools to just flood the place. They're not going to get rid of the public school system, but at least allow the charter schools to come in. Or what would really make the difference would be, and I would love to see someone next year running this Tax bills should be separated. You should get your tax bill for your city or town. Here's how much it costs for, you know, water, trash, police protection, fire protection. And there should be a separate bill. And here's how much the public schools take in your particular city or town. That would wake people up. And can you imagine if the people could take that money instead of, giving it to the school. Imagine if you're listing right now in Lincoln and you said, you know what, instead of the town of Lincoln getting that money, for the money I'm going to pay in taxes, I want to send it to a private school or a Catholic school or we want to have more charter schools or something like that. People then would realize how much is being spent. Then there would be pressure to deliver in these public schools, but we don't have that. You know, everything is about critical race theory and everything is about boy we have to these poor kids and they're confused about gender and we need to and and the white privilege and the white supremacist and it's so important to go around the room 
and humiliate the white students and make them realize that they benefit from white privilege. And God, things are so backwards. You know, it is pathetic how poor these numbers are. I have an older sibling. I believe when she was in first grade or kindergarten, I don't remember, but there were 50 kids in the classroom with one nun. Sister Bonavita at St. Paul's School. One nun, 50 kids. Now you have one teacher, 25, and the results are way below. Um, When you would think with all the technology we have and the way that there should be a focal point, kids' children should be thriving, and you don't have that. But it's like, look where the direction goes. Look what the focal point is. It's wrong. My God. And the media obsessed about getting all the illegals coming in. Again, listen, I, I, I just, the media has a responsibility here. And going along with this, they're Haitian refugees. They left Haiti in 2013. Why are you showing what's going on there now? What was wrong with their village in Peru? Why do they have to come here in Rhode Island? I, uh, we need to straighten out our own state. Now they're just going to flood them into the public school system. Does anyone really think, is that going to improve the public school system or make it worse? Now, next hour, folks, um, Biden is up against, President Biden is up against the clock because he's said to get on a plane and he's trying to get his package settled in Washington. And they're going through, you know, strong arm negotiations here. But it is a civil war within the Democrat Party that is um, that is holding out. But what I would like to find out about now normally as many of you know i have gone to a lot of these uh governor mckee press briefings because number one i'm a member of the press number two i would find listen i believe you can't just sit home and complain you have to go and many times i've asked a question you can't depend on the rest of the media they, they may not see it Many times they may be told to ask a certain question by their news director. So people get hamstrung. Um, and, and that's why I started going to try to get answers on some of these things. But Governor McKee can't be happy with those two headlines. Rhode Island can't find replacements for unvaccinated healthcare workers. And it's, there's no sense that this is going to get better. So this was not a good plan. That and Rhode Island colleges scrambled to keep dining halls staffed. So, again, when you set up these mandates and they're kind of operating in a bubble, you know, no one stepped back and said, you know, we don't have these huge breakouts at the colleges. That one's avoidable. A big problem with the colleges and why they sent the college kids home was they felt, think, on a college campus and between the dining halls and the dorms. And, boy, if this thing spreads, these kids are going to pack and the colleges can't uh, adapt to it and the colleges can't, they're not prepared to handle and all our emergency rooms would be filled by college students. Guess what? It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. That's a good thing, by the way. But then why do you have mandates at the colleges that all these workers need to be vaccinated, to be in the, the dining services, do the testing, whatever you have to do, but You're appealing. No one is stepping back saying, you know, maybe we don't need to be doing this. I don't hear that from anyone, as a matter of fact. 
And if they do speak up, they seemingly are labeled as, you know, these are Trump people. These are anti-vaxxers. You know, folks, as I have talked about, and again, good afternoon at 1257. It's Sean DePietro. As I talked about, um, as many of you know, I was the only member of the media that covered that frontline worker protest. They weren't getting answers from Governor McKee. So they went to his home in Cumberland. But the media did not accurately report what had happened. They did not want to do that. They tried to have dialogue. They tried to have conversation. They tried to reach out where the administration was. And no one was listening to them. I viewed them going there as kind of like a desperate measure. And when they did go, they were treated like second-class citizens. They were told, you know, you can't park on Cumberland streets that is wrong. The media reported, you know, state police were called out to Governor McKee's house at 7.50 and two people arrested. That was false. They were out at his house at 6 o'clock that night, even before then. Uh, state police were already on the scene by the time they arrived there. It's, it's almost as if no one wants to report what's accurately happening. And even when you have video... They don't want to use your video because it doesn't fit the narrative that they want to tell. So, no, we're going to instead, we're not going to show. You know, that's like an old joke of, of uh, you know, another great story ruined by an eyewitness of people that they, that they, it doesn't fit the narrative that they want. And if you haven't seen it, you can see the video on the website, petro.com. And don't forget, petro.com, folks, which is brought to you by the Coincident, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick. They're open seven days a week. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coincident. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1259. It's the John DePetro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Let's find out what's going on in the world. The 1 o'clock news, we have another full hour to go. Folks, the news with the Biden administration keeps getting worse. We're going to bring you up to speed on that and also the latest on these atrocious, pathetic test scores in Rhode Island. Rock bottom is an understatement. All right, next hour is on the radio or on the website thepetro.com. We're going to be back on the other side. The power hour is next after the one o'clock news.